Dunkin' Cold Coffee can be brewed at home in your Keurig coffee maker with Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods. Just brew it hot over ice and enjoy flavor that's crafted to serve cold. The home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. Good morning. Breaking news. No deal. The U.S. caught off guard after Poland announces an offer to send its fighter jets to Ukraine using a U.S. airbase in Germany. But the Pentagon says no way. Wary of a direct NATO confrontation with Russia. Just ahead, where the invasion and the resistance stand this morning. Disturbing new worries surfacing overnight at the Chernobyl nuclear site. And for the first time, the former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, Marie Ivanovich, speaks out here live. Skyrocketing gas prices jump another eight cents overnight, another new record high after the president announces a ban on all imports of Russian oil, gas, and energy. I'm going to do everything I can to minimize Putin's price hike here at home. Straight ahead, the struggles being felt by drivers all across the country and the other costs about to jump as well. Say it ain't snow, a late winter storm taking aim at tens of millions today with severe weather and possible tornadoes in the south and a mix of rain and snow stretching from the mid-Atlantic to Maine. Al's got everything we need to know. Case closed. Prince Andrew pays up, making good on his multi-million dollar settlement deal with his sexual assault accuser, and a judge dismisses the case. Just ahead, a live report from Buckingham Palace on what's next for the prince and the royal family. All that, plus $200 million man, star quarterback Aaron Rodgers announcing his return to the Green Bay Packers. What he's saying about a reported deal to make him the NFL's highest paid star. And Endurance, a tireless team of explorers lives up to the legendary name, finding the lost ship of famed explorer Sir Ernest Shackleton, nearly perfectly preserved more than 100 years after it sank in the icy waters of Antarctica. The miraculous discovery and the secrets beneath the sea today, Wednesday, March 9th, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. And good morning. Welcome to today on this Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. on the West Coast. Thank you for joining us. Boy, if you're a nerd and you're into the endurance expedition, to see that wreckage at the bottom of the sea, it's incredible. I mean, it looks like it's been preserved in there, and they were saying that the cool waters kept it that way, yeah. so I can't wait to get to that story. Cold water, good for shipwrecks, yeah, it turns it is. out. We do have a busy morning, including a lot to cover when it comes to the crisis in Ukraine. That's right. Vice President Harris left for Poland this morning for meetings with its president and the Prime Minister of Canada, who's also in the region, and this comes amid potential division among NATO allies. The U.S. has rejected overnight Poland's offer to send jets to Ukraine, but from a U.S. airbase in Germany. Also breaking this morning, new concerns that radioactive substances could be released from Chernobyl. Ukrainian officials saying power has been shut off at the nuclear plant days after it was seized by Russian forces. Also overnight, another big increase in gas prices. Take a look at how much they've risen this week alone. $4.25 a gallon this morning. That's up almost 20 cents just since Monday. And since the beginning of the invasion two weeks ago today, up more than 70 cents. We've got every angle covered for you this morning, including a live conversation with the former ambassador to Ukraine. Marie Ivanovich, but we begin with NBC's Richard Engel in Kiev. Richard, good morning.
Good morning, Savannah. Ukrainian officials are expressing frustration. As you know, they've been calling for a no-fly zone. They have been also calling for more aircraft to protect the skies, in particular Soviet-era aircraft that Ukrainian pilots already know how to fly. And it looked like there was a potential deal yesterday when Poland said it would give Ukraine all of its MiG-29s, sending them first to a U.S. airbase in Germany. But the Pentagon said no, that that was too close to direct military involvement. And now the deal appears to be off. And Ukraine's President Zelensky said that this is no time for indecision, that they need the planes now to stop the Russian offensive. Russian troops are trying to grind out a victory by beating Ukrainian towns and cities into submission. But so far, all that Russia is doing successfully is killing Ukrainian troops and innocents. At an intensive care unit in Kiev this morning, a doctor showed us the wards. The windows all covered to prevent sniper fire. In every room, a victim of Russian fire. All civilians. A man shot in the leg. Another whose house was bombed. He was trapped under the rubble for two days and just arrived here this morning. Vladimir Putin says that the Russian army is not bombing civilians, that it's no civilians are being hurt. It's a lie. <laughs> it's an obvious lie. Down the entire family, they were escaping their neighborhood north of Kiev. A Russian soldier told them it was safe to leave. But as they started moving in their car, other Russian troops opened fire, shooting them all. Katerina was shot in the back. Tanya took 12 bullets in her legs. The Ukrainian government is standing firm behind President Zelensky. He addressed the British Parliament by video and paraphrased Winston Churchill's fight them on the beaches speech of the Battle of Britain. We will fight in the forests, in the fields, on the shores. The message of resistance to the end struck a deep chord in the United Kingdom. Across Ukraine, Zelensky's fighting spirit seems to be contagious. Miro Popovich, who served in the U.S. military, fought in Afghanistan, used the GI Bill and became an American citizen, is now defending Kiev, where he was born. We are on the right side. I mean, they came to our home trying to destroy us. We don't have a choice. Uh, United, we stand divided, we fall. So that's it. Do you think you're going to win? By, by win, I mean push the Russians out, have a government. Right now it looks like we are winning. Uh, we're pushing them back and they have no fuel and they're dying. Russia's military offensive has often looked inept, with vehicles running out of gas, soldiers surrendering and abandoning trucks full of weapons. But the embarrassing videos don't tell the full picture. A senior U.S. military official says Russia still has 95% of its military force in Ukraine intact, more than enough to destroy the country's cities and create much more suffering. And once again this morning, Ukrainian officials are sounding the alarm about Chernobyl. Russian forces took over the Chernobyl exclusion zone, which still contains radioactive material. And now, according to Ukrainian officials, they have cut off the area from the main power grid. And Ukrainian officials are worried that it could stop monitoring systems, stop protective equipment. It's unclear, however, if the Russians have brought in their own power to the site.
Mm. All right, very disturbing, Richard. Thank you very much. I'm going to turn now to a woman with a unique perspective on this war, former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, Marie Ivanovich. She was appointed in 2016. She served in that role until 2019, but then she was abruptly recalled by President Trump, who claimed Ivanovich was undermining the push to pressure Ukraine into investigating the Biden family. Her ousting and her testimony on Capitol Hill were key factors in the Trump impeachment and Senate trial. And Ambassador Ivanovich is with us exclusively ahead of the release of her new memoir. It's called Lessons from the Edge. Ambassador, good morning. It's good to see you. I never dreamed we'd be meeting under these circumstances. Uh, and I want to ask you about what's happening in Ukraine, a country you know so well. First, just your impressions on whether the U.S. and the NATO allies are doing enough. Clearly, we've seen these crippling sanctions, the Russian economy in free fall. But Ukraine wants help in the form of a no-fly zone. We saw the Polish deal overnight rejected mm -hmm. by the U.S. and NATO. Is the U.S. and the West, are we doing enough? We are doing a lot. And we need to keep on doing more. And I think the administration and NATO are looking at what more can be done. Uh, there's uh, unbelievable security assistance that is flowing to Ukraine. That is vital. Humanitarian assistance, economic assistance. And I think uh, the administration and NATO do need to look at um, the possibility of a no-fly zone for humanitarian purposes. Of course, they say that means you're walking into World War III. You're having a direct confrontation with Russia. What's the counter to that? I mean, everybody wants to help Ukraine. Right. And everyone is terrified of a nuclear confrontation with right. Russia. Right. So that is a real concern. But I also think that we cannot let Putin set the terms of this debate and have Putin decide um, how this is going to go. Um, but we nevertheless need to be very careful and plan everything out well. Yesterday, the CIA director told Congress that Putin's mindset has hardened his words in recent years. He's become more isolated and he is likely to double down. What's your assessment? How far is he willing to take this despite the economic and other pain he may be feeling from this? I think that assessment is probably correct. Um, I think everything we've seen is that Putin is not yet on a path to an off-ramp and that he will double down. Uh, and the Ukrainian people are the ones that are going to pay the price, but so are the Russian people. And I think that's important to remember. And uh, many have suggested that Putin won't stop with Ukraine. And that's, that's really <clears throat> the bedrock of Ukraine's argument for more military intervention from the West, that if you don't stop him here, he's going to keep going. And I think that's what we've seen over the last two decades, where uh, Putin went into Georgia in 2008, Ukraine in 2014, got away with it, and thought he was going to get away with it again. And that was a huge miscalculation. Is there an off-ramp for Putin? I mean, people talk about saving face or some kind of mm -hmm. graceful exit. It's unclear whether he even cares about such things. But is there a way out of this? I think there's always a way out. Diplomats are very optimistic, always. Um, and so the Ukrainians and the Russians are still talking. That's important. Uh, and um, obviously, we are looking for ways to to reach out. And um, when uh, Putin is in the right place, I think there will be uh, a way to conduct those negotiations. Why do you think he chose to invade now? Yeah, that's a, a really good question. Um, I think that he... Um, has been obsessed with Ukraine for a long time. You can see it in his um, actions as well as in his writings and his speeches. Uh, I think, you know, he's got uh, presidential elections coming up in 2024. He wants to look good and strong. And he miscalculated. He thought this would be a cakewalk. 
and it is not. The Ukrainian people are resisting, as those of us who know the Ukrainian people knew they would. That leads me directly to my next question. You spent time, you've walked in those streets, you know those people, you've eaten at those cafes, you were ambassador, you spent many years in Ukraine, a couple of tours there. Tell us about the will of the Ukrainian people. What are we seeing on display? And, and President Zelensky as well. Yeah. So I think, just to start with President Zelensky, I mean, he's a comedian, as everybody knows. He's also a businessman. He started this um, media conglomerate, a self-made man. Uh, and now he's president, and that was extremely unlikely. But he has met his moment. He's a hero now, inspiring not only the Ukrainian people, but also the world. The Ukrainian people are, um, you know, unruly, they love freedom, they're not going to let anybody tell them what to do, certainly not Putin. They're kind of like us uh, in that sort of uh, uh, very independent uh, way. And they have um, always uh, been strong and independent, and I think you're seeing that now, that they're not going to give in, they're not going to give up. Everybody from, you know, little kids to grandmas <laughs> packing Molotov cocktails and other things. I mean, it's, in it's incredible. Well, t talking about resilience, your book is called Lessons from the Edge, and it details your whole life in foreign service, but in particular, people will remember you testifying at the <laughs> impeachment trial of President Trump, a difficult decision for you. Why did you decide to testify, and was it worth it in the end? So it was a difficult decision because, uh, you know, I've kind of been a rules-following diplomat for 33 years, uh, and the Trump administration was telling me not to testify. But in the end, I decided that um, my um, duty to the Constitution was greater than to any individual or a particular um, branch of government, but it was a, it was it was a tough decision. Well, it's a heck of a story, Marie Ivanovich. Thank you for being here this morning. And want to mention that the memoir is called Lessons from the Edge. It's actually out next Tuesday, but you can find out more about it at today.com/shop. Madam Ambassador, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Hoda will send it to you. All right, Savannah, thank you. Craig joins us now, and we talk about the impact of the Ukraine crisis that is being felt right here at home. Indeed, Hoda, good morning. Good morning to you as well. As the war enters its third week now, the cost to fill up your gas tank has gone from bad to worse. The national average hitting a new record overnight after President Biden announced a U.S. ban on Russian oil. NBC's business and tech correspondent Jolene Kent joins us with that part of the story. Joe, good morning. Craig, good morning. President Biden's new ban on Russian oil has triggered more sticker shock at the pump today. Although Russia only accounts for about 8% of U.S. supply, Americans are at the mercy of global prices. And that has President Biden warning drivers that you're going to have to keep paying more. This morning, gas prices are breaking records again. The national average hitting $4.25 a gallon, eight cents more than just yesterday. And President Biden warning there's more to come. It's gonna go up. When asked what he can do about it. Can't do much right now. Russia's responsible. After announcing the new measures taking aim at the heart of the Russian economy. We're banning all imports of Russian oil and gas and energy. And the American people will deal another powerful blow to Putin's war machine. The president making the announcement after rare bipartisan pressure to stop the flow from Russia. Ukraine's President Zelensky expressing his gratitude to the U.S. 
calling it a strong signal to the rest of the world, saying the import ban of Russian oil to the U.S. will weaken the country economically, politically and ideologically. President Biden telling Americans to brace for even more pain at the pump, but also warning oil and gas companies not to exploit consumers or pad profits. Russia's aggression is costing us all, and it's no time for profiteering or price gouging. The U.S. ban comes after impassioned requests. Ukrainian parliament member Alexandra Ustinova telling Savannah last week. The president of the United States is protecting them from paying extra 20, 30 cents for a gallon of gas. And that's why so many Ukrainians have to die. Though many Americans say they support the ban, it also means gas prices continue to skyrocket. I shudder to even think about how much it's going to be for me to fill up. On Wall Street, another volatile day of trading as oil prices climbed yet again after President Biden's announcement. The pressure on Putin intensifying as Americans feel the fallout at the pump. As for how high prices could climb with the summer driving season on the way, experts that we've been talking to say it's really hard to predict since the situation in Russia and Ukraine could change significantly affecting the price of crude oil. But by Memorial Day, the national average could be as much as 50 cents higher than it is today, with prices remaining that high or worse for the 4th of July holiday. Craig. My goodness. All right. Joe Kent for us there in LA. Joe, thank you. And then coming up in our next half hour, we'll take a closer look at the impact of the rising oil and gas prices on the cost of other items that we all really rely on. All right. Let's get our first check mm-hmm. of the weather out. Your map is just all over yeah. the place, isn't it? It's what a happened? mess. We've got severe weather. We've got tornado watches, winter weather advisories. Let's take a look, show you what we got. Two storms, basically. First one, that's today and tonight. Second one, today through Saturday, and that's going to make its way across the country. So we'll start with today. We've already got winter weather advisories from upstate New York, parts of New England, all the way down into Virginia. Then we move to the south along this system. We've got tornado watches until 1 o'clock from central Georgia all the way to the panhandle of Florida. Add to that the risk of severe weather today for 6 million people from Myrtle Beach, Tallahassee, Jackson, Pensacola. We're talking damaging winds, hail, tornadoes likely in that area. This system's a quick mover today. It moves across heavy rains through the southeast, some snow, and some of it could be a burst or two around Boston, but we mostly expect it to be on grassy surfaces, not a big deal. Next one, the one, this is the one we're really worried about. Friday, narrow band of moderate snow from Little Rock all the way up to Columbus, Ohio, Buffalo, New York, a risk of severe weather in the southeast. Storm system develops along the coast Saturday. It rapidly de- deepens. We're going to be looking at strong winds, heavy snow for the interior of the northeast, and then behind this, much colder air, whipping winds, strong wind chills. Here's what we're looking at. Down through the southeast uh, through Friday to Saturday, we're talking about anywhere from one to three inches of rain. Good news for the wildfires down there. Bad news as we move to the north, we've got the risk of heavy snow from western Pennsylvania all the way up into interior New England. Moderate snow from the Appalachians all the way into upstate New York. The track of this system is going to determine if it moves a little further off to the east as the European model suggests, We could be looking at heavier snow. If it stays inland, it'll be more of a rain-snow mix. So we're going to continue to track this. And that is your latest weather. Coming up, we're going to be talking about these wild temperature swings, too. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Al. Thank you so much. Still ahead, breaking news overnight. Prince Andrew paying the financial settlement to end his sexual assault case. So where do he and his accuser and the royal family go from here? 
We are live from Buckingham Palace. Plus, big news from the NFL star quarterback Aaron Rodgers. He's staying in Green Bay with what could be a record-shattering new contract. What he's saying about his return and that huge paycheck. But first, this is Today on NBC. In life, we're often driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to find candidates isn't to search. It's to match with Indeed. Indeed's a matching and hiring platform used by over 300 million global monthly users, according to Indeed data. Need quality candidates fast? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. And you'll connect with candidates in no time. And it's not just faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And here's the best part. Listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit, giving your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Something bad has happened to mom. Streaming now on Peacock. Joy Delaney, mother of four, has gone missing. From the author of Big Little Lies and Nine Perfect Strangers. She will come back. You think we're this, like, big happy family? I have a confession. Starring Oscar nominee Annette Bening, Sam Neill, Jake Lacey, and Allison Brie. Secrets will poison any family. And what you don't know can hurt you. Apples never fall. Streaming now only on Peacock. We're back 7.30. This is a peek outside of our window at Rockefeller Plaza. It's a Wednesday morning, March 9, 2022. Getting ready for whatever sleet, snow may be ahead here. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of everything. Yeah. All right. Yes. Let's get to your 7.30 headlines. Florida lawmakers passed a bill yesterday that would ban teachers from discussing sexual orientation and gender identity in the classroom for young students. The legislation is referred to by its opponents as the Don't Say Gay Bill, and it has stirred national controversy and conversation. Governor Ron DeSantis has signaled that he will sign that bill into law. Opponents say the bill unfairly targets LGBTQ students and puts them at greater risk. The Venezuelan government has freed two jailed Americans, including an oil executive who was imprisoned alongside his colleagues for more than four years. Gustavo Cardenas was released following a secret weekend visit to Venezuela by senior Biden administration officials. He and five other CITGO executives had been in detention there since 2017. The development comes as Venezuela seeks to improve relations with the Biden administration. Now to an incredible discovery in the ocean waters near Antarctica. The wreckage of Sir Ernest Shackleton's ship Endurance has been found nearly 10,000 feet below the surface. That ship was lost back in 1915. It was crushed by ice, then sank. The crew managed to escape unharmed. It all happened during Shackleton's failed attempt to make the first land crossing of Antarctica. Experts say the ship is in remarkably good condition. The sea's ice-cold temperatures likely played a key role in preserving the endurance. And turning now to new details in the civil lawsuit against Prince Andrew. Yeah, it was brought by an American woman who accused him of sexually assaulting her when she was just 17 years old. The case has now been dismissed after the royal paid a financial settlement. NBC's Kathy Park is at Buckingham Palace for us. Kathy, good morning. Savannah, good morning to you. For years now, Virginia Dufresne has accused Prince Andrew of sexual abuse. He has always denied those allegations. And while he may have dodged a long, drawn-out trial, his reputation has already taken a hit. 
Just weeks after a dramatic announcement on a settlement, this morning Prince Andrew's legal battle against his accuser Virginia Jufri has officially come to an end. A judge formally dismissing the lawsuit Tuesday, which accused Andrew of sexually abusing Jufri when she was 17. Her lawyer confirming to NBC News that the prince has now paid Jufri an undisclosed amount to settle the case, saying in a statement, this is an important step, but it should not be the last step in holding Jeffrey Epstein's enablers and participants to account. Jufri had long alleged she was forced to have sex with Andrew three times back in 2001 when she says she was trafficked by his friend, disgraced billionaire Jeffrey Epstein, and his now convicted confidant, Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine woke me up in the morning and said, you're going to meet a prince today. I didn't know at that point that I was going to be trafficked to that prince. Prince Andrew repeatedly denied Jufri's allegations, telling the BBC that he had no memory of this now infamous photo. I have no recollection of ever meeting this lady. None whatsoever. With pressure mounting, the Queen took swift action, stripping the 62-year-old of his military and royal titles earlier this year. Buckingham Palace saying in a statement at the time that the prince would be defending this case as a private citizen. Then, just last month, after Prince Andrew's failed attempts to get the suit dismissed, the two parties agreed to settle. Though he didn't admit to any personal wrongdoing, Andrew said in a joint letter to the court that he regretted his association with Epstein. The prince also pledging to make a substantial donation to Jufri's charity, which helps survivors of sex trafficking. For Jufri, the settlement is another step toward justice. And Prince Andrew has never faced any criminal charges, and his lawyer declined to comment on this latest development. We should also note that the British Finance Ministry says no public funds were used for this settlement. Savannah? All right, Kathy Park in London for us. Thank you, Kathy. Up next on a Wednesday morning, the ripple effects of those record-shattering energy prices, and the effects go far beyond just the gas pump. Of course, oil is used to make thousands of other products, from makeup to medications. An inside look at what you should be prepared to pay a lot more for coming up after this. Well, we are back 738 now with In-Depth today and this morning. A closer look at the impact of skyrocketing oil prices. Yeah, everybody's witnessing the toll on the mm -hmm. gas prices. National average jumping another $0.08 cents just overnight to a new record, $4.25. But experts say this is going to affect more than just the price at the pump. Yeah, NBC's Sam Brock joins us from Florida. He's got more on that part of the story. Hey, Sam, good morning. Hoda, guys, good morning. Look, 60% of oil consumption is for fuel, which means 40% is for everything else from the plastic in your smartphones to, of course, the produce, fertilizers for produce like fruit, also the grains that go to your chickens, all of that, which means that your grocery bill and many other bills for that matter are about to get a boost. It's a ripple effect that stretches far beyond just filling up. The skyrocketing cost of oil hitting you with the pump tied to not tens or hundreds, but thousands of other products. Sure, there's delivering the items. The majority of them are going to be on truck or rail, which consumes diesel fuel. But unknown to many shoppers, oil is in your products, too. Petroleum derivatives make up plastics and electronics like TVs and smartphones. For home and construction, they're in furniture, carpet, and roof shingles. At the grocery store, the crunch on fertilizer impacts produce, grain, and even meat and dairy. And everyday goods like moisturizer and sunscreen are packaged in plastic. 
basic lotion for everyday use. At University Pharmacy in South Florida, Natasha Patel sees the upticks on her shelves. But she says medicine, from asthma and cholesterol to blood pressure medication, is also on a steep curve. In some cases, up 200% or more with petrochemicals often involved in production. It's so hard to tell a patient, especially with groceries going up, gas prices going up, to tell them, hey, now your medication that you need on a day-to-day -day basis to survive is going up as well. Nothing operates in a vacuum. Supply chain issues are also playing a role, making isolating the spike from oil alone very difficult. But it's a huge spoke in the wheel. A lot of people know there's petroleum products in tires, but if you're using a bike as an example, what about the cables on the brakes, the tape on the handles, the styrofoam in the helmets, the plastic in these bottles? Half the products in the store have some form of petroleum. At No Boundary Sports in Coral Gables, Oscar Paez tells me it's a perfect storm of issues. Uh, shortage of supply, we have logistical issues, and you see gas prices go up or petroleum-based stuff, you'll see higher prices. While racing to get a bike might save you on fuel, some more practical tips for staying conscientious at any point include buying off-brand food products. The most expensive ones are often at eye level and shopping for appliances at independent stores where you might negotiate a better bargain. Either way, shoppers are starting to see double vision. If you wear eyeglasses, the cost of polycarbonate lenses just went up. So many things we never thought about in that piece, Sam. So you talked about prices at the grocery store being impacted. Is that the same deal if you're getting food delivered to your place? Absolutely. Food deliveries, whether it's coming from Amazon or a truck to the grocery store, all of that is affected by what's driving these increased costs, higher oil for, and higher fuel, I should say, for the vehicles themselves. But consider this, a lot of those trucks, Hoda, are coming on diesel-powered vehicles. And we know Jolene Ken was talking about this earlier in the show, you a second ago as well, that the new prices right now for regular fuel are 425 and rising. For diesel, it's more like 480. You have to factor in those added layers when you're looking at the total bills, and that is a primary driver right now and why things are so much more expensive. Guys, right. back to you. Sam Brock for us there in Florida. Sam, thanks. All right, let's turn back to Al. Mm -hmm. Get a check of your weather. A polar plunge, ladies and gentlemen. Frigid <laughs> air from the pole diving south. That's right, this Arctic air mass meets you, gets down to the Gulf of Mexico by Friday. Bitterly cold overnight winds. Snow as far south as Dallas. That's right. Look at these temperatures. Oklahoma City, 22 degrees below normal. Austin, 46. That's 25 degrees colder than average. St. Louis, at 34. And then as we move into Saturday, look at these temperatures plunging down. Atlanta, 41. Cincinnati, 27. And as we move into Sunday, Boston, 37. New York, 39. 46. All right. Okay. Uh, when we come back, if we come back on a Wednesday morning, the reported deal to make Aaron Rodgers the highest paid player in NFL history and what the star quarterback is now saying about it. We'll have that for you right after this. Hi, I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I do the only thing we've found that has ever made life any easier. We drop the fake and we just talk really raw and honestly about all the hard parts of life. So come on over and join us and some of our friends and greatest heroes like former First Lady Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, Gloria Steinem, Elizabeth Gilbert, Brandi Carlisle, 
Brene Brown, and our beloved community, the Pod Squad. You'll hear refreshingly honest conversations, trust me, about sex, gender, parenting, blended families, our bodies, anxiety, addiction, feeling overwhelmed, just all of it. Life is hard, so let's do it together. Meet us every Tuesday and Thursday for We Can Do Hard Things, one of Apple and Spotify's top shared podcasts of 2023. Listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. We, Y'all we, are great. We got some big news from the NFL to, uh, to talk about here. Yeah, yeah. We were Star in the Wars ball. talking about something salary. good. Was, yes. All right. The um, league's, uh, some of the league's biggest stars announced their retirements at the end of last season. Well, one, now confirming he's not just going to be returning to the field. He's got a huge deal. Yeah. Stephanie Gosk is here. You got the story. Hey, Steph. Hey, guys. Good morning. You know, Aaron Rodgers has been casting doubt about his future with the Green Bay Packers for the last two years, even though he's won the NFL MVP in both of those seasons. But now Packers fans can rest easy their star quarterback who likes to court the occasional controversy is staying in exchange for what could be a lot of money Aaron Rodgers collects headlines like he collects touchdown passes and now he has more on Tuesday radio host and Rodgers good friend Pat McAfee said the quarterback is staying with the Green Bay Packers he said hey why don't you let the people know that I am officially returning to the Green Bay Packers Later, a report surfaced that Rodgers signed a four-year, $200 million contract. It would make the 38-year-old the highest-paid NFL player in history. Rodgers confirmed he would be staying on in Green Bay, but called the report that he signed a contract inaccurate, as are the supposed terms. He added, I'm very excited to be back. Chances are the contract terms, whatever they may be, will include a lot of money. And Rodgers deserves it. He's won four league MVP awards, including one this year. I'd like to thank the Green Bay Packers. It's been uh, an amazing 17 years. It's an award just a couple of months ago Rodgers predicted he would not get after a controversy over his COVID vaccination status. That's probably never going to happen, right? I think that's a legitimate statement. <laughs> Rogers tested positive for COVID in November, revealing he had never been vaccinated, even though he had this to say to the public at the beginning of the season. Are you vaccinated and what's your stance on, on vaccinations? Yeah, I've been immunized. After an outcry, Rogers later said he, quote, misled people in that press conference. Which I take full responsibility of those comments. But in the end, I have to stay true to who I am. Rodgers was drafted by Green Bay in 2005. Now pushing 40, he has that other quarterback, Tom Brady, in his sights. But he has a long way to go. Brady is way ahead in all-time passing yards and touchdown passes. Rodgers has one Super Bowl ring. Brady has seven. This season and last, the Packers just couldn't get to the big game, despite dominating the league. All the money in the world can't buy Rodgers that next ring. Yeah. Brady announced he was retiring after this season. He played until he was 44 years old. Rodgers, at 38 years old, has another five or six seasons left to try to match some of those records if he stays healthy. Uh, and that is if the somewhat mercurial quarterback decides he even wants to stay. So we'll see. Coming up, another sports icon to talk about. Will Ferrell dusting off his semi-pro role last night. <laughs> Took to an actual NBA court. Coming up, your 8 o'clock hour. 